welcome to the podcast. Presented by Tiger Tube. We are students at VHS in Placentia, California, and are recording weekly shows to cover current events and high school students' takes on what is going on on campus, in our community, and around the world. Hello, everyone. My name is Caroline Ives, and I'm here with... Tegan Holmgren. And Cameron Popal. And we're here to talk about comedy sports. Now, first thing I would like to know from you guys is, why did you join this club? Uh, so I joined it my freshman year because my brother at the time, he was uh, the comedy sports captain or co-captain that year. And I was trying to get more into theater stuff. So I just decided to kind of like join. I thought it would be something fun since I wasn't in the theater class at the time. And then I later like changed into the theater class. And it worked out really well because now I'm one of the captains and that's pretty cool. I, I think I come from a very different background. I'm not involved in any of the theater programs at Valencia, but uh, a couple of my friends said that I might be a good fit for the comedy sports club, and lo and behold, it worked out, I guess. Um, so it's just kind of like, I, I treat it as more of like a fun activity. How would both of you describe comedy sports in your own words? Um, I would say it's kind of like, whose line is it anyways? Because that's basically what it is. It's head-to-head improv when you go against another team. And then improv is basically where you're trying to be funny, but you don't have written material ahead of time. So you just have to use what's in your brain, which for some people is great and for some people is terrifying. Um, and when there's a winner and a loser, there's a red team, blue team. It's all pretty cool to run like a sports game. Um, some people, my brother thinks it's a sport. I don't think it's actually a sport, even though it's called comedy sports. It's not like, anyways, um, it's a performance. So I don't know. That's how I describe comedy sports. I think Tegan kind of covered all the bases there. It is. Uh, primarily a performance it's uh, for the audience it's for entertainment but I guess like the way I've kind of always looked at it from like uh, a performer's perspective is like a problem solving type of thing where uh, the problem is you are given like you are given information that you do not know beforehand and you somehow have to piece together something of value which I think that's just Real nice, real good stuff. Do either of you have a favorite part about the club? Like a specific, maybe specific game or a specific aspect of it? Cameron, do you want to go first on this one? I really like puns. I love puns. So the the pun games that we get to uh, perform, like uh, Jimmy the Pigeon or Hey Waiter, uh, I, think, I think I'm in my element in those because like, like going back to that whole problem solving thing, problem solving thing. It's like your brain kind of has to go on rapid fire of okay, word association. Um, like eggs, we got yolks, white shells. What what can I use here? What can I use here? Um, so it's kind of a, a high adrenaline situation. Um, I agree with the high adrenaline situation. My probably favorite games. There's two that I'd say. One is expert challenge, and one is cutaway. Um, both of them or cutaway is a scene game where it's basically you know like family guy or any show like that where it's like um cutaway to like when that happened or like remember that time that happened and then it cuts away to the other scene where like in which that happened it's kind of like that um i really like that scene game because it's fun you can always like connect the beginning to the end and i think that's something that's really cool and then the audience thinks that you're a genius for doing it 
I'm going to be like expert challenge because it make, you have to think really fast and it gains intensity. So at the end, like everybody's super intense about it, which I think is cool. Um, I actually used expert challenge for a work meeting that I did, I think yesterday, which was interesting because I never thought that I'd have to use comedy sports for work, but I did. Um, we did a whole, we had to talk for a minute on un, uninterrupted acting as if you were an expert on a randomly assigned topic. And this was just for my like work. So I was like, dang, I kind of came prepared for this because of comedy sports, which I thought was really cool. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, do either of you guys have like a specific memory involved with comedy sports or a joke that you remember really well that you thought was hilarious? I, okay. It was during, <laughs> it was during a performance and we were playing, um, I forget the name of the game, but uh, it, it was a scene game where you you paired up and you uh, each pair would take turn um, take take turns performing their scene right. But uh, meanwhile, the other the other pairs would. I think it was Foursquare, but I almost want to say it wasn't Foursquare. Four rooms. Uh, the other team. Hmm? Was it four rooms? It might have been four rooms. It was it a head to head? It it was. Yes. Yeah, it's four yeah. rooms. Okay, it was four rooms. It was four That's rooms. Okay. Four, right? Four, yay. Okay. But so anyways, I it wasn't in my room, right? I was facing away from the audience because that's what you have to do when you're not um in the scene, right? And so Bailey Stoner was performing a scene and I think his suggestion was like Canada. And I swear every single time like he would come on it would just get crazier and crazier like he was talking about like moose gods by the end and like maple syrup rivers and what made it even funnier i think was the whole time i wasn't seeing any of it i was just hearing it all but i just could not contain myself i think that was my favorite (laughs) moment Um, my favorite moment was probably we did this game of cutaway and the suggestion was um, this was, I think, last January, but and nobody's going to know. This is going to sound super weird, but Mr. Peanut died. Those of you who don't know, Mr. <laughs> Peanut is like, <laughs> can't remember. So Mr. Remember. Peanut is like kind of the, like, kind of, like, figure of, like, this one specific, like, peanut company, right? He was like, oh. sells peanuts. And in a Super Bowl ad they did last year, he died. And then he was, like, reborn. <laughs> it's like baby peanut. So somebody in the audience suggested, we found out about this before the game from Bailey Stoner. And then during the actual game, I think it was his sister suggested Mr. Peanut died. So we had to center our whole scene around Mr. Peanut dying. And I just, the scene was so strange and peculiar because I played Mr. Peanut's daughter. And I do like a dramatic monologue at the end and it all connected. And in my mind, it was the funniest thing ever just because we had just found out Mr. Peanut died and then we had to do a scene about it. Because who knows Mr. Peanut died? None of you knew. Don't act like you knew before I said that. Like, it's just ridiculous. That is I, I... very... I sense a commonality here that both of our stories involve Bailey Stoner. Look, the guy's like a, a comedian. What can I say? Top tier, top tier. Do either of you guys have a favorite, like, type of map? Because I know you have, like, the matches against other schools, matches against your own school, and then sometimes matches against uh, teachers, I think, or alumni. So do you have, like, a fav- a favorite one of those? Well, Tegan, you you have more experience with like diverse types of matches, so maybe take the lead on this one. Um, I think my favorite type of match. I really liked it when we used to play against other schools, which we obviously don't do as much because of COVID. We didn't do much last year, but I remember my sophomore year we did it quite frequently. And then when I was like a little freshman, we did it against Eldo because that was always really cool because you would have a bigger audience because of people from their school and then also your school, and it seemed more like intense because it wasn't just you playing against yourself. So it was. 
there's a much different dynamic than there would be during like a workshop practice, which is always really fun. Um, like the best part of that was when uh, I think it was my freshman year, we played against El Dorado and we beat them at their own school, which isn't supposed to happen in comedy sports. And they oh. no longer have a comedy sports team. So we like to think that's because how good <laughs> we did um, at the school that they just gave up. But I think that's, I think like matches against other schools is super fun. Brutal. I think I actually because I did see uh in when I was actually in eighth grade I actually watched a comedy sports match against the teachers and I think that was one of the funniest ones I ever saw because it was just so weird to me especially because I didn't know who any of the teachers were at that time because I was in eighth grade but that was one of like the favorite best ones that I've seen is one of my favorites uh what about you Cameron uh, see, I've only really been able to play in, like, matches against ourselves. We we did do one against another school last year. I thought that was pretty neat because, like, you get to kind of see other people's processes and stuff and, like, the games they practice, which, like, I, I don't know. I think it's neat to see how other people do something that is familiar to yourself in, like, a different context. Okay, so we've talked a lot about what things are your favorites but what game is your least favorite or the one they think you're the worst at um the game try that on for size i'm absolutely horrible at it um it's a head-to-head game and what happens basically is you are given like a like you're given an action to do like running or painting or something like that and somebody has to establish that they're doing like um i'm painting try that on for size and they have to like do that they do this one motion like a painting motion the next person has to do that same motion but then think of something else to do my brain doesn't work like that it runs out of activities very quickly on like what a simple motion can do um i know bailey's incredibly good at this game um i feel like he's good at a lot of the strange games um <laughs> but that's can we have like, like a bailey counter game. running yeah we just don't really play it that much i think it's probably because a lot of us don't feel like we do it very well so it's not as funny as it could be so we just kind of like don't really do it. It's a good like warm up game, I guess. But yeah, I'm not. I'm really not a fan of try that one for size. I think for me, I'm. I struggle with forward reverse because like my my, my brain can work in one direction. Like I <laughs> I can't. So for forward reverse, you have to like you you play out a seed, right? But then the ref will be able to go reverse, right? Blows whistle, goes reverse. Now you have to do the scene again you have to reverse go backwards until the ref blows his whistle again says forward then you go forward with the scene reverse forward reverse um the namesake right uh my brain does not work like that is it's it's too challenging for me i'll often miss like cues and stuff and the entire sequence just kind of gets thrown out of whack do you guys prefer generally speaking scene games or head-to-head games uh, I'd probably say scene games, just because a lot of times they allow for more, like, plot development, which takes, like, more skills and stuff, so a lot of times they end up being funnier. A lot of our head-to-head games are pun games, which I know Cameron really enjoys, but yeah. I have, like, certain days where pun games are like, ooh, I'm killing the game, and some days I'm like, uh, head empty, no think. <laughs> so <laughs> I typically prefer scene games just because you it's i think it's more fun i like games where you can have like an established character and like you get to like go somewhere with a scene and i think the audience tends to enjoy that more except expert challenge and i think maybe like 
dance party and one other game that are head to heads. Like the audience seems to really like those because they're funny. So, but in general, I like scene games more. I just know they're just, they're like they take more acting skills. I'd say so. I think they're more fun. So obviously, I like head to head pun games and stuff. But I, I think if I were to talk about like scene games that I like, I like uh, the games Blind Line and Blind Stage Direction. I, th- I think the reason I like the pun games a lot is because there's there's almost a level of guidance to it because you're all revolve like all your puns revolve around one central concept with like blind line and um, blind stage direction. Uh, even though you don't know what your suggestions are going to be, you like you're given something that you can work with, and I think that's I think that's more fun than like my own brain sometimes and so it's more fun to work with someone else's idea than like totally make one up on your own sometimes can you explain a bit more those like those other two games you just mentioned blind line oh yeah yeah so so for so both of them are pretty similar in that um the the team who's uh who's playing the game they'll exit the auditorium, the stage, whatever, right? The audience will then give the ref suggestions that will be written on pieces of paper that will then be scattered all over the all over the stage, right? Uh, once that's all done, the team comes uh, back in. They have to perform a scene, but throughout the scene, they, they have to pick up the pieces of paper that were left by the audience beforehand. Uh, and so for blind line, those would be those pieces of paper have lines written on them, which then have to be incorporated into whatever scene is happening. And so this this leads to all sorts of like hijinks and chaos because like it, it could be totally unrelated. I remember like, or actually no, this story was for blind stage direction. Okay, so for blind stage direction, uh, it's essentially the same thing, but instead of a line, it's an action or a stage direction, right? I remember uh, during a match, we were playing blind stage direction and one of it was oscillating. That was the stage direction, which like goes oscillating means like going like back and forth, kind of like a grandfather oh. clock. And so just like randomly in the middle, I just had to start oscillating without explanation. And to me, that's the funniest thing ever. So <laughs> So you guys have mentioned a, a lot of different types of games and I was wondering how you guys pick the games for your shows or how you learn of these games. Uh, so typically we learn the games because we have a coach from actual comedy sports because comedy sports is an actual organization. It's not just something that we do. We're part of comedy sports high school league, Los Angeles. Say the full name so we don't get copyrighted. Um, <laughs> so we have a coach named Phil. He's pretty cool. We've had him since uh, like halfway through my freshman year. Um, he's a real cool guy. So he's the guy who comes and teaches us games. Um, a lot of times we just each year we just review the games so that we can get stronger on them, especially if we have new players. Um, to decide the games, to be honest, we kind of procrastinate on that. A lot of times we decided within like 20 minutes before the game starts, which probably isn't the smartest idea, but it worked in person and it's been working online so far. Um, so we just kind of all get together with who's on your team and we're like, okay, this game, how do you feel about it? And if someone's like, I hate that game more than I hate anything, they're like, okay, we probably shouldn't play that game then. It just kind of goes like that until we all agree on however many games we're going to play and which games we're going to play. we got to make sure that the show is going to be, like, cohesive and flowy. So you don't want to have, like, two games that are too similar. Like, if we do um, Blind Line and then Cameron's team does Blind Stage Direction, 
it probably wouldn't work out that well just because the games are too similar. So the audience would kind of get a little bit bored. So you got to like keep keep things mixed up and stuff. So that's typically how we pick games and how we learn games. Is there a specific structure that you have to follow? Uh, there is. Um, to be honest, I can't completely remember the... No, I can't remember the online structure. I got it. Um, you open the show with the opener. It's a head-to-head game. And then you perform a scene game. Um, each team, so the red team does a scene game, blue team does a scene game. Well, the order can be changed because we normally do like a rock, paper, scissors thing where everyone wins the expert challenge, something like that. Or not expert challenge, sorry, the opener. I'm just used to us doing expert challenge. Um, and then after that, with online, we now do a second head-to-head game. And then there's a winner of that one. And then there's another scene game from each um, team. So red team, blue team, each is a scene game. And then there's a closer, which is a final head-to-head. Typically, we make that one um, a pun game just because they're pretty solid closers. So that's how that used to be. Um, just because our online chores are much shorter than the in-person shows were just because people probably don't want to stare at their screen for super long time watching high schoolers do improv um our in-person one i like the format more because it was a longer show we would have an opener then we'd have two scene games from each team and then a closer for the first half then an opener for the second half uh two scene games from each team and then a closer and then there'd be an intermission between the two halves and i thought that or was in a half sorry not intermission we fixed that it's a halftime please don't sue me comedy sports for using the wrong term um <laughs> so that's kind of the structure of shows how does scoring usually work uh, I mean, we have, when we had in person, we had a student run the scoring, but now we have like a professional comedy sports guy. It's very bougie who does the score for us. So it's measured by, now it's measured by people that sent out a poll. So you send out a poll on, um, I think we stream on like Zoom and stuff like that. So you get a poll as an audience member and then you vote for which team you think did better. And that team gets typically five points, except for pun games, the way that game works is that whenever you make a joke or, like, you turn on your screen to make the joke, if you make a joke, your team gets one point. So you can get way more than five points in those games. Sorry, yeah. I I just wanted to say I think I bring in lots of points during pun games. You definitely do. That's why I try to have you on my team, Cameron. Mm. But don't tell Abby that. It's for strategical purposes. Yeah, no, this, this isn't being shared with the public, right? No, this is this is a private thing. This is off the record. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. no one will ever listen to this. It's like it's not like she's involved Watergate. with Tiger Tube or anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Caroline, what was your question? Uh, oh, uh, actually, that kind of ties into well, to kind of what Cameron was saying is, do you ever feel like you've gotten cheated? Like, has there ever been a time where someone else got the points and you were like, no? We deserve it, not you. Um, I feel like that only happens when we play against other schools at their school. Because a lot of times, like, so last year we went out to Long Beach to play against the school, and it was at their school, obviously. So the way it's supposed to work is they're supposed cool. to win. Um, but I thought we did super good in this one game, but obviously because their audience is mostly people from their school, they're going to try to get their team to win, so we lost. And I was like, man, I was so funny. It was wasted. <laughs> It's not wasted because it's fun, but, like, at the same time, wasted. I wanted to win. Yeah. <laughs> I've kind of felt the opposite, almost. Like, sometimes, like, my team wins, and then I'm like, wait, but the other team did such a good job. Like, <laughs> Cameron's because I you. No, no, no. Especially with, like, the Zoom one, I feel, I feel like the Zoom polls can be really biased. And so, oh, like... I think I think Russian comedy sports is getting into it or something and like oh, absolutely I, I don't know but uh yeah so like so like red team will win and then I'll be like wait but blue team 
blue team though guys i almost want to like ask for a recount but ask for a recount no. ask for a recount take the dub um, uh, I know exactly why that is. It's because we have a lot of times people come to watch our online shows in support of a specific person. <clears throat> Cameron, that's half our audience oh, right there. And we love no, it. We no, love no, it, no. Cameron. Keep bringing in the audience. Mr. Popular is taking is making us money. Um, it's like three people, which sure, that is half the audience. But Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so a lot of times they'll support like that one team. And then there's other people who are in the audience who will just actually vote for who they think is funny. Or those people are brutally honest. It just terrifies me. Um, <laughs> so that's typically why there's like a weird, if you think that you, the other team did better, it's probably because more people from your team, there's like more people in the audience that want you guys to win. We've touched on this uh, a couple of times already, actually, but uh, I was wondering, you've mentioned that you do it online now. How is that different than just doing it in person? Um. Well, obviously, none of us are catching COVID from doing it online, which is pretty nice. Um, we do it through Zoom. Um, we actually now sell tickets through, because Comedy Sports is an actual organization, so we don't really get a choice to say in how much the tickets are. But we have tickets through the Comedy Sports website. So you can buy tickets. I think they're still like $5 like they were last year um, when their shows used to be in person. And then you kind of show up and you do and you watch it over Zoom, which I think is cool because there's a lot of platforms people stream on. Some improv teams are on Twitch and stuff like that. But I think we still operate through Zoom just because um, Comedy Sports charges for tickets. Um, obviously, our audience size has gone down a bit, like because a lot of people are like, it's Friday night. If I'm stuck at home anyways, why would I watch high school improv? Which bad mindset. <laughs> We're hilarious. OK, I take pride in that. Cameron, funniest guy I've ever met. Nine. Tegan, yeah. funniest person I've ever met. Person, period. Oh my Go. gosh. Thank yes. you, Cameron. I <laughs> feel so honored. Um, but yeah, so that's how the format is online. It was kind of like a weird switch just because it's kind of, it was awkward when we in practices at first because there's nobody there and you're just kind of talking to your screen. So it made you feel like you're kind of losing your mind. But now it's pretty cool. What about you, Cameron? What do you think? Uh, I, I kind of miss some of the games that we're not able to play uh, because of Zoom, but I think there are some neat ones that I, I'm looking forward to us being able to use in future matches. Like, we still haven't used the YouTube game in, like, an actual match, and I'm dying to use that game. It's basically, like, it's basically a play on the whole YouTube recommended um, section where uh, a person will start like acting like they're a youtuber in a video or whatever whatever kind of genre like top 10 videos or uh asmr whatever right and then just in the middle someone else can turn on their camera as, and go like oh you may also like and then they give their pitch for a youtube video that is in some way related right because youtube algorithms be kind of crazy uh and it <laughs> I think we practiced it once uh, during a workshop and literally went for 30 minutes. Oh, it was it, it was a blast. So, Tegan, you are a captain, right? Yes, ma'am. What's that like? Um, well, this is my second year being a captain, so I'm kind of used to it. And then my sophomore year, I was like, a, I was like in training. I can't remember what James called it. He made like some dorky name for it. Um, it's honestly... I think it's a lot of fun because I really enjoy it. And then you get to kind of like teach new people how to do improv and kind of have a leadership role, which I really like because I think I'm pretty good at comedy sports, like not to flex or anything, but I've been doing it for like four years. So I'm hope that I'm okay at it. Um, eh. and it's really fun. 
Um, I really like working with Abby this year. She's the other, she's my co-captain um, and she's doing a really good job. And it's really fun because there's still like a dynamic that we get to have between like the two captains, especially during matches and stuff like that, which I think keeps the game like more entertaining for people. Um, there's not really a lot to do like stress wise because yeah, you're like technically the head of a club, but also all we got to do is really like schedule shows and workshops, which isn't that challenging. It's just getting people to show up because people be slacking. Um, Never. Cameron, every time he's in his car, he just has. That was once. That was once. It only takes once. Uh, that is true. But I don't know. I enjoy being captain. I'm really glad that I got the chance to be captain again this year because it was something I had a lot of fun with last year. Why should the people listening to this podcast, if there are any at all, why should they join comedy sports or should they look into it? Should they join? Like, become part of the team or like watch it either how would you why give this give the audience a reason to either join or to watch if you had to give them their a pitch what would it be um, a pitch to join would be kind of makes you go out of your comfort zone a lot and then also i think it makes you a funnier person which who doesn't want to be a funny person nobody wants to be the least funny person in the room because um, my freshman year I was super shy and now I tend to be a lot more outgoing and I think it's because of comedy sports also it helps you a lot in job interviews improv helps you so much I'm just saying I've gotten both jobs that I've gotten interviews for and I think it's because of comedy sports also got my last job because my manager is in improv and I saw that I did comedy sports and I thought that was cool so I'm nice. just saying it is very cool I now work at an escape room which is awesome and I get to use improv there which is even more awesome so comedy sports can be used to get cool jobs because I work at McDonald's when you can work at an escape room. And then why see the shows? Because um, a lot of times, like, why not? You know, if you're going to watch YouTube or something else, why not watch comedy sports? They're probably just as funny, hopefully, theoretically, you know. And there's eight of us versus, like, one person on you. Actually, you could watch more than one person on YouTube. I didn't think that through. Um, sad. Sad, Tika. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's fun to watch. I mean, I think improv tends to be fun to watch when the kids' the games are fast-paced, especially because it's interactive. You get to make suggestions. So if you want to look, make people look stupid in front of people, you can do that by giving them weird suggestions. Because a lot of times the weird suggestions get taken, then we just have to look like absolute fools for the audience enjoyment, which, you know, I love being a high school jester. I think there's definitely can. something... Uh, there's definitely something to what Tiga was saying about how it makes you a funnier person. On multiple occasions, my family have told me, like, wow, your jokes have gotten so much, like, wittier. Like, you, you kind of find yourself thinking like an improv comedian in, like, daily life, which is a valuable asset, I must, uh, I must say. And uh, in terms of why should you come and watch it, uh, I like looking like a fool. So help me look like a fool, please. Good suggestions. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Okay. So uh, we're going to wrap this up. So I'm going to ask just one more question, which is if you had to give someone advice who was uh, joining comedy sports and was, I don't know, nervous about it or something, what would you tell them? Um, I would tell them don't try to be funny. Because it just puts a lot of stress on you. And then a lot of times you're not as funny as you think you are when you try to be funny. 
just try to do things and say things. And then a lot of times it ends up being funny because people are already in the headset of this is going to be a funny show. We're watching improv comedy. So they're already like conditioned to be like anything that comes out of their mouth is going to be hilarious. Even if it's not that funny, people think it's much funnier than it is. Um, and also, especially over Zoom, it's not like there's actual people in front of you. It's just your computer. What is your computer going to do? Say that you're not funny? I mean, maybe, but get a new computer. Um, I just think it's a really fun experience, especially if you're like a lower classman and you want to get involved with stuff on campus, because it's something that we can still do, um, even online. So if you want to do performance stuff, this is something you can do online. I think my advice would just be like, be willing to take advice and to learn. So like Tegan mentioned, we have a coach, Phil, right? So it's like any help that you're getting or any like uh, strategies or resources you hear about, I think like the more you think about it, like it, you'll start to internalize it. So it might not like click right away, but then at some point it just becomes a little bit second nature. And then that's why, that's why it gets real fun. Well, thank both of you. Oh, thank, thank both. <laughs> Thanks to both of you for being here with me and uh, comedy sports sounds super fun. And the people listening should definitely join slash slash watch. Um, you guys have heard from Tegan and Cameron. Thank you all for listening and come back next week for another episode of the podcast.